0: Hey, welcome to the sports page out loud. This is Paige Zamora, your sports page, and I'm joined with Jaden Johnson today. Thank you, as always, for being here. We've been MIA for a little bit, you <laughs> know, haven't <laughs> been on the air together, but it's good to be back, even though there's not a ton of great going on in our um, realm, if I can use that word.
1: No, but there is a lot to Talk about mm-hmm. that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's maybe not all good news, but there's a lot to talk about in the sports world.
0: I, if this is interesting, I'm gonna get a little philosophical on you right now, Jaden. I didn't even warn you about this, okay?
1: So yeah, yeah, <laughs> hang
0: tight. But I, for some reason, this past day or not even day, I feel like it's been like the past 15 hours or so. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking, of, oh, sorry, I guess this morning it was the past 15 hours. It's about, anyway, so. <laughs> I've been hours. thinking a lot about, um, like, this is silly, but when I was a five year old girl and I very first needed to go to kindergarten, I went to the orientation with my parents. Okay. And they brought me there and I bawled my eyes out. I was scared to death and I hated it. And the same thing happened when we moved when I was a sophomore in high school. I cried my eyes out when I had to change all these things. Um, But through all that, from the time I was five, 15, always and on, and up to this day, sports have been a constant. Like, there's no change there, right?
1: To be honest, I'm not sure where you're going with this.
0: I got you. I got you. (laughs) So, um, but there's times like this, this past day or so, where sports, like, you get a glimpse into the real world through sports where
1: sports abandon you
0: yeah and they're like <laughs> they change on you and you question your own existence okay that was dramatic but you question <laughs> you know what you've been relying on as your constant for so long and this has been one of those days i, well, I need to make
1: a translation here for our listeners Paige is not taking matt wells leaving very well
0: there it is. Thank you for the <laughs> translation. Exactly. And it was my birthday yesterday.
1: I know. And Happy birthday by the way. I thank hope it you. was I hope it was good outside of You
0: know, I think I was a little bummed news. that I found out late when when I did find out I was like, why didn't I hear about this sooner? But um I think that was probably just like a that was a, a mercy thing, right? Because sure. I didn't have to find out about it and then it ruined my entire birthday. It right. just no, ruined, it's, like, yeah, it's better that way. An hour or two at the end of it. So it was better that way. <laughs> Um, it's better that way. I was sitting with my family at dinner, and I got a text from my brother who lives out of state. And he said, happy birthday. Did you see this? And it was a screenshot of the Texas Tech official site saying, welcome our new head coach, Matt Wells. So let's just start it off with this. That was my reaction to, um, to him leaving. And let me be clear. I'm sad, not angry.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm
0: two different emotions, right? And well, I'm not going to get into that. But
1: I think we should talk about Matt Wells. Yeah. And and I know that both of us are, you know, big time Matt Wells fans to put it one way. And, and I think we should talk a little bit about what he did for this program mm-hmm. and the last 6 years of Utah State football under Matt Wells.
0: Yeah. And that's and,
1: and that kind of and that will kind of I think clear up why there's a different Feeling right now with Coach Wells leaving than I think a lot of teams have and fan bases have when their coach leaves.
0: For sure. Um, and let's, just a quick note, that when we talk about Matt Wells and all he's done for the program, this is not even um, mentioning the things he not so directly did when mm-hmm. he was just part of the coaching staff, right? And um, not the head coach yet. So uh, my interactions with Coach Wells personally started at Mountain West Media Days in 2016, um, and so in the off season, you know, you go and you meet all the coaches and the players. Sorry, not all the players, that'd be a mess. Yeah. But <laughs> you meet a few players and all the coaches from the Mountain West teams. And um, I was doing a piece about how Twitter affects the recruiting process and social media. And Coach Wells was so cool about it. He was always so nice to me. Um, so if I can personally say with from my personal interactions with him, he's helped me so much in my career just – you know, he always answers my questions like they're the same. Even when sometimes they were about social media and not football, you know. And mm-hmm. other times they were different questions in football. And you've been in press conferences with me. He would laugh at questions I would ask and things like that. But he always treated me so well and treated me like any other professionals, even though I was just a student, you know, just trying to figure out how to do this job.
1: Well, at the end of the day, football's a business. And, you know, we're reminded of that with with this mm-hmm. most recent announcement but coach wells was much more than the head football coach at utah state university he was a really a good guy to have representing the utah state program um i you know i've spent countless hours in interviews and press conferences talking to coach wells and, and even talking to him after press conferences and just you know i i saw him at a high school football game standing on the sidelines and we had a good chat and uh, just tons of different in- interactions throughout the last few years. He's a good, good guy who came in and did things the right way and had success doing it. A lot of times, the good guys don't have success. We saw that with, with maybe Coach Duryea, who who went another direction. He, he ended up getting fired, and everyone said, oh, well, you know, he's a good guy. Matt Wells was one that was the complete package because he had a lot of coaching success. He turned this program into what it is today, which was a, you know, top 25 program this season with, you know, given a lot of help from the players and from the coaches and from past coaching staffs, it wasn't all Matt Wells by any means, but then he did it the right way. He handled himself with class, with dignity, and I am going to be a huge Texas Tech fan the next few years because I think he's going to do well there, and uh, I'm excited to watch.
0: Me too. I think what he's done for this program, numbers-wise and character-wise, is... Something that all Aggie football fans should be grateful for. Yeah. Um now
1: you talk a lot about like football culture. hmm And and how important it is to have a culture in that locker room. Well he built that.
0: Totally. <laughs> and he was always very clear about the standards he set and um to me, I personally thought that was reflected in every interview I had with any of the athletes mm-hmm. on the team. They would always reflect that same type of culture that Coach Wells tried to um create within the locker room and on mm-hmm. the field and, and in the classroom
1: he graduated 92 percent of his of his student athletes I think it was maybe even higher than that. it was around 92 percent
0: yeah and it's crazy that was always I mean maybe this is me just being like a huge Mount Wells fan when I say this part but like it was always more than just a PR thing for him it seemed it mm-hmm. was really important to him that that was actually a part right of I, I mean I think that shows in the results right it's not just something he says in a press conference to please the PR department right sure um, this season, this team, and like you said, there are other factors for sure, but you cannot disregard the fact that Coach Wells had so much to do with the success that we saw this season and with the national recognition we had. Mm-hmm. I think he, you know, with the background that he has and the football mind that he has, and I mean that as not only football the sport, but football the business, right? He has the right mind for that to, like you said, be the right face for the team. Um, Jaden and I are finding, though, that our reactions to this aren't the consensus for everybody, and it's frustrating. I'd
1: say we're in the majority in wishing Coach Wells the best moving forward. However, there are a shocking number of people in the Twitter mob who are going the other direction and calling Coach Wells a coward and saying... How selfish it is to quit before the bowl game, and to those people, I say I don't think that they understand college sports, or, or, the, definition or, the, or the definition of the word coward. The definition of the word coward, yeah. Because anytime, look, anytime a, a coach gets poached from a smaller school to a larger school, almost in every single circumstance, there's a couple you can point out, like Coach Frost at UCF last year. It'll happen before a bowl game, and they won't coach the bowl game. That's just how it goes. It sucks. I wish it was the other way. I wish I wish he could coach, and then this announcement was made. But it's how it is. And the fact that last year, a year ago today, people were calling for Coach Wall's job, mm-hmm. saying, "Oh, I don't know if we should if we should bring him back next year." He went six and seven after a three and nine year and two years ago. Especially, everyone was calling for his head. Mm-hmm. And now. People are getting mad at him for leaving. It's a fickle business. And look, he's going to go make four times as much
0: at Texas Tech. We haven't Mm -hmm.
1: seen exact figures, but Coach uh, Cliff Kingsbury, who was at Texas Tech before, he was making about $4 million per year. Matt Wells wasn't even making $1 million. Look, I get that's a crazy amount of money regardless. But four times your salary for what in really, in pretty much all regards, is a better job I get you've got to go live in Lubbock, Texas, and whatnot, and, and it's a you know it's not a top tier Big Twelve team or anything, and you've still got your work cut out for you. It's not easy. You're not taking over Oklahoma or anything, but you're going to a you know to one of the richest athletics de- a- athletics departments in the nation. You're going to make four times as much. You're going to get bigger, better recruits. He's going to. I think he'll do really well there. And who can blame him for? Moving along. You can and tell anybody in any job. I don't care who it is. If you tell anybody in any job, all you can, all you need to do to make four times your salary is move to this better company right? and, and relocate your family. I think just about anybody does that.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and especially considering the fact that in college football, you don't go from Utah State to Alabama, right? Like, right. That's not right. how it works. It, it's a tier thing. like. Like most other jobs, right? Mm-hmm. And let's consider the way he did it. The yeah. way he didn't promise us anything that he didn't give us, right? Exactly.
1: He wasn't 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 a Gary Anderson thing where he said, "I'm staying here and I I don't like you. I love you, Aggie Nation."
0: Yeah. He <laughs> he didn't promise that he would ever be here. He always he was always very grateful to the fans. Um, when, if I can say so, we didn't always deserve it. And by we, I mean nope. those other ones because I've nope. always been a huge coach ball <laughs> fan. but. There are so many times when it wasn't reciprocated, right? But he still yeah. was appreciative of anything that he got from Cash Valley. And he never promised that he would stay, and now he's not staying. And as much as my heart is broken to see him leave and you know, know that we'll have a different face to Aggie football, I'm very happy with and uh, glad that he did it in the way that he did.
1: Well, and any time he was ever asked about other coaching offers because, especially after his first year, he had a lot of coaching offers. Anytime he was asked about it, he said, I will answer any phone call that comes my way, and I'll, you know, look it over, I'll consider it, think about what's best for my family. And in this case, he decided it is. And I've seen a lot of Aggie fans that make the case, he could do better. Why is he going to Texas Tech? That's a bottom feeder in the, in the Big 12. He could, you know, he's a better coach than that. I don't know if that's the... I, I don't know. Who else is going to hire him this year? There's not that many coaching opportunities that are opening up this year. And I'm not convinced Texas Tech is a bad job. Mm-mm. And and then, and then the other argument is, well, if he goes there, he'll probably coach for three or four years, get fired, and then uh, whereas if he stayed here, he'd have job security. Well, guess what? If he stays here, he signed a six-year contract. If he stays here, he's making about $6 million in that six years. At Texas Tech, he'll probably make... A whole lot closer to $24 million. Yeah. (laughs) Come on.
0: That's a no-brainer.
1: No-brainer. How do you... I I know it's not all about the money, but come on. Mm Mm-hmm. I just... You can't be mad. You can't be mad at the guy. Now, the other thing that people are getting mad about is the fact that he's taking Coach Yost and Coach Patterson and Coach Schultz, who's the strength and conditioning coach, with him. Maybe
0: even
1: more. And, yeah, those are the ones that we know of likely a whole bunch more I mean I think that he's going to take very close to the entire staff once the bowl game is over and that is announced but um, and you know people are people are angry about that I get you know you're going to be angry that maybe, maybe bummed should be the correct word that Utah State will not have much of this staff that made them so good this year but that's also the business that's what happens in coaching when you get promoted, you take the guys that helped you get promoted with you. It's it's how it is. That's how, you know, that's how many coaches get to where they are. It's mm-hmm. how Coach Wells got to Utah State. I mean, it happens. That's, I, I'm sorry, it's it's a bummer, but it happens.
0: And that's one thing that, you know, with my cheesy rant at the beginning of this, mm-hmm. that's something you have to get used to, right? Yeah. And it's, it's hard when that thing, you know, like, especially for you, Jaden, where Aggie <laughs> football has been a part of your life mm-hmm. since – were born since
1: I was yeah really.
0: and there are a lot of people like that and then there's people like me who this whole period of like my my college and you know post-teenage <laughs> life I guess <laughs> we could say it's been Aggie football sure and that's been one of my one common denominators I've had and then it changes and it is hard I get that there is an actual emotional struggle with that I mean we're sports fans of course there's an emotional right. struggle right but we have to understand when you take your coaching staff with you, I love how you worded it when you said that's that's your reward for all that you've done exactly. at the place you've been. And it's almost like... It's,
1: it's not Coach Wells giving Utah State the middle finger by saying, I'm taking all these guys with me.
0: No. Not it's, at all. Come on. It's like him packing his bags. They're part of his... <laughs>
1: exactly. They're
0: part of his luggage. They like helped him go to, to love this it, point. You know? And as much as we all love everything they did, and we're like, mm-hmm. we... A lot of Aggie fans, I think, more than loved felt they deserved everything he did and yeah i think cash valley and aggie nation we we do deserve a good football team right but this sense of entitlement leads to this anger right here and i i don't get it i don't get how you can be mad at someone for money wise right taking four times their salary or more Mm -hmm. and then also for following their dreams right it's Let's be honest, he loves Utah State. We know that, right? Sure. He played here. Absolutely. That's so cool that he got he to asked, come and coach and do so well. He
1: asked if he could be, and we talked about this before the show, he asked if he could be on the sideline during the bowl game and, and you know said he'll still help with, with setting up the practice schedules and with uh, all the preparation for the bowl game in any way that he can while still fulfilling his duties at Texas Tech. But that he wants to be on the bo- on the sideline, not you know, obviously not as a coach or a play caller, but as an alum of this university, and as a friend to these players that are going to be out on the field.
0: And I think if you're looking for something to give you the sign, you know, that he he's leaving with honor, or that he still cares about this university, mm-hmm. that's it. Oh yeah, that's your sign because he doesn't. I mean, any other coach would be like, "Well, see ya." Right, mm. and even a good coach who loves the university didn't have to ask to be on the sideline. Right, right? and that's another example. of The same Matt Wells that I've seen any time I've worked with him, and any time I've watched him on the side of the field, going above and beyond to prove, not necessarily that you know, not it's not promises or empty promises, but it's him being ready to yeah. show support and show that like this really does matter to him. Well, that means a lot to me as a fan. Sure.
1: Well, and we had – so there was a conference call this morning with, with Mr. John Hartwell, who's the athletics director at Utah State, and I was uh, able to be a part of that. And, he's, and he said that last night there was a team meeting held, and Coach Wells was the one conducting it, and, and he came to the team. He said, look, I'm, I'm moving along. I'm going to Texas Tech. That's where they decided that uh, that Coach Miley, who is the assistant – or the, uh, the co-defensive coordinator right now will be the uh, interim coach going forward. Um, but but what and John Hartwell was there too, and what he said is that this wasn't, you know, coach a, a, a random coach leaving a random program, you know, this isn't uh, your regular coach moving along with their career. This is a Utah State alum who's now been at coaching at Utah State for eight years, started worked his way up the up the coaching chain, now moving along. And trying to leave things as well as he can for this program, and he said, you know, it was a very emotional meeting. He was really broken up. It was clearly a very tough choice for him. And that after the meeting, he went and had one-on-ones with every single player and, and, and talked to them each individually. And again, you know, it just goes back to that to that class that character that we were talking about with Matt Wells. And you know, this whole show isn't going to be us just talking about how great of a dude Matt Wells is because because obviously we're fans and obviously we feel that way, but. I just want to clear up some misconceptions that, that Utah State fans have been throwing out there.
0: Yeah, and... I mean, there's so many things, you know, the way we feel about him, and the mm-hmm. way that he has come across to us, and those are all kind of intangibles, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, but even looking at the numbers of it, he has done so much for this program. I mean, the second... Er, sorry, since 1960, we didn't see a winning streak that right. was like this yeah. from any coach. And also the type of um, games that he started winning, helped them to start winning this year, with mm-hmm. the exception of Boise State, of right?
1: And, and Michigan State. This,
0: yeah, and Michigan State. But even that game, right, that loss mm-hmm. wasn't the type of loss we see all the time, you know, and um, I feel like these games that we won this year, you know, there were some that were really huge blowouts and there were also ones that um, – We didn't know if we were going to have, because in the past, Aggie football hasn't been able to do that. And and Mm -hmm. in the past, I mean, these past five or six years, right, where, oh, wait, sorry, (laughs) three or four. (laughs) But it's so hard to, you know, watch things like that and see that um, people don't see how much the football team is growing just because, um, I don't know, because they're looking for that that big number, right? Mm -hmm. But we got those even this this year, and I think by the numbers – I mean, uh, five of the six last seasons he's been here, he's or five of the six seasons he was head coach, went to a bowl game, right? Right, right. And so, th- I mean, there's so many things behind this that you have to take into consideration when you're thinking about what Coach Wells did for the program. Mm-hmm. And also, going forward, what he's doing for his career is not – it has nothing to do with us.
1: Yeah, well, and, and I just want to throw out one more thing about the assistant coaches going with him, and that's the – there's no – so Utah State now is going to make a new coaching hire. They're already in the process. They're already, you know, made the made the opening steps to to get that happening. A new coach is going to come in, and there's no guarantee that any of these coaches have security in a job once the new coach comes in because they're probably going to want to bring – you know, they're going to want to bring a lot of their own people. Um, and so who can blame any coach for going with Matt Wells, knowing that they've got a job with them? Whereas, you know, maybe Utah State goes and hires a new guy. He comes in and says, I'm bringing a whole new staff or, you know, I'm only going to keep three or four positions on staff. The rest of you, go find a job. We saw that with with Coach Smith when he came in. Now, obviously, that was different circumstances because he came in in place of a firing. Um, But they completely cleaned house. He didn't keep one single member on staff. And so that's how how it goes. I mean, Coach Wells is bringing his guys with – I'm sure, in part, to say you've done a good job, and I want you to continue to have a job. I don't want to risk you getting fired at Utah State.
0: Yeah, I'm, i mean, in that regard, that's very good of him, right? Exactly. Um, I want to talk a little bit more when we come back from this break. I want to talk a little bit more about uh, potential hires Absolutely. for this job, and then um. What remains of this season for Aggie football is still a bowl game. Still a bowl come. game so coming up. I want to talk a little John bit Hart about will that. John Hartwell dropped
1: drop some potentially exciting news. Okay. About that.
0: Awesome. So well then.
1: We'll t- tease you guys with that. Yeah, stay <laughs> tuned
0: so you can hear that when you come back. And then I want to talk a little bit um Aggie basketball cuz yeah. It's going on right now it's and rolling. one of those things right sports in some in some degree is It's so amazing because for at us. this
1: yeah, <laughs> at this point of the season we especially with a, a, a start like they've had we'd probably be F- focusing most of the show on Aggie basketball. Yeah, so that <laughs> then we get we'll dropped get with the bomb right? like that. Yep. All right.
0: Thank you for listening. This is the sports page on Aggie Radio, 92.3 FM, KBLU LP, Logan, Utah. Thank you for tuning in. If you just did, um, you missed our tribute to Coach Wells. Um, and if this is the first time you're hearing that, I'm sorry. I have to be the one to break the news to you, but Utah State football's head coach Matt <laughs> Wells has um, taken a job at Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk potential hirees for the position. Right now, we have an interim head coach, right? Right. Who will be there for the bowl game? But um, Jaden got the chance to talk with the athletic director today, um, John Hartwell, about maybe potential people for the position. Did he give any specific names?
1: No. L- long I'm story shocked. short, no. <laughs> uh, as, as you would expect. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He so to lay out a timeline of of how things kind of went down. And supposedly, so what What Mr. Hartwell said is that on Tuesday morning, he got a phone call from Texas Tech saying that they're going to be interviewing Matt Wells, sort of, I guess, asking for, not asking for permission, but just letting Utah State know, making them aware. I imagine it was within a day or two, probably Wednesday or Thursday, that he knew that he was going to be going to, to Texas Tech. And so um, John Hartwell did say that they were able to, get a little bit of a head start on things, set up some interviews. He said that they have gotten... I'll I'll just read you the quote, what he said, that they've gotten a lot of interest already um, from from people around the country. He said, uh, the number of coaches who have directly reached out to me, the interest has been tremendous so far from all aspects, whether it's head coaches currently in college football, assistant coaches, NFL, some former coaches a lot of interest in our position which understandably so it's a you know it's a young team that just won 10 games and you've got a sophomore quarterback a sophomore stud linebacker so I get that he obviously didn't throw out any names but um that's promising to hear you know that they've had uh, a lot of interest right out of the gate he did say that they're gonna hire a the exact same coaching firm that they used or the the search firm that they used to hire um coach smith for the basketball team he said it'll be a very similar process they'll involve the players a lot as far as you know getting a feel for who, who they would like to play for and whatnot and uh it is promising to hear i've seen a few short lists i don't know how many of them are actually true mm-hmm. um Britt mcmurphy tweeted one this morning are um there i love I how many was, people
0: are talking about who they would love to see there you know yeah. we I think we all have our like dream coach Mm -hmm. you know that would be here but um the actual reality of it and honestly that i mean it doesn't surprise me that a lot of people are are calling for it right but i feel Mm -hmm. like um just from the like face value of it you wouldn't you know know that so many people would be calling Mm -hmm. and i don't I don't mean that as a dig to Utah State football. I mean that as, like, we are a small school, right? And right. we're the type of school no. that really great coaches like Matt Wells come to and then leave. And, right.
1: and we and we pay middle tier in the, in uh-huh. the Mountain West. And
0: it's I mean, we don't have a competitive necessarily uh, – mm. did I say that word right, necessarily?
1: Mm.
0: Oh, sorry, because I was thinking salary in my head because that no. was the next one I was in. Anyways, a competitive <laughs> salary rate that we can pay. So it's just – uh, the idea of, you know, a bunch of people calling in for this job, showing interest, that gives me a lot of hope, right? Because right. It's, it's about, like you said, there's so many aspects of it, specific athletes that we have. And also, this past year, I mean, who wouldn't want to come in and just have a chance to maybe keep that going? Or well, and if you're looking,
1: it? you see that Matt Wells just got hired away to Texas Tech. Uh, Gary Anderson got hired away to Wisconsin how many coordinators have come through and gone to bigger, better jobs. It's, it's obviously, I mean, it is a stepping stone program. Let's, let's call it what it is. And that's appealing to coaches. Um, uh, I'm going to read this list of what Brett, Brett McMurphy, who's typically very in the know. And I would have to think that there's at least a, a certain level of validity to this list. Um, but this is who he's reporting is on some of the, some of the people among the list of candidates that Utah State's strongly considering, uh, These first two are going to be familiar names. Texas defensive coordinator Todd Orlando, LSU defensive coordinator Dave Aranda. Both of those guys were here under Gary as defensive coordinators. Those would both be enormous. They'd be taking a significant pay cut, though, to come to Utah State. I'm not going to rule it out, but it seems a little far-fetched. Washington co-offensive coordinator Matt Lubbock who was at Oregon previously? I think that'd yeah, be a yeah. home run hire. That just would be like the name, you know. <laughs> that would be fantastic, but <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know how, how likely that is. Colorado quarterback coach Kurt Roper, who is actually the interim there right now. Uh, Stanford defensive coordinator Lance Anderson. This is an intriguing one because he played his uh, he played his college ball at Idaho State, just up the road. He has a lot of Utah ties. I believe his family lives in Utah. That one's that one's interesting. Weber head coach Jay Hill Troy defensive coordinator Vic Koning, who John Hartwell hired when he was at Troy and get this one ex-Utah State head coach Gary Anderson
0: is that an actual possibility
1: I would have told you no 24 hours ago in fact I did tweet somebody asked me if it was a possibility I said no chance in the world but I've heard a lot of things that, that would make me think otherwise the last little while, including um, boosters. People people wow. that people that have uh, people that have a lot of power and a lot of say here at Utah State in what happens, I know really want Gary Anderson back. Supposedly, and this is all hearsay, this is all speculative, supposedly Gary Anderson is very interested in coming back if Utah State will have him. I don't know. I'm not going to try and I'm not going to try and speculate on that. It's an interesting thing to think about though. And uh you yeah. know, I I think it would be uh it would build a lot of excitement in this program if nothing else. We'll see how the I mean, we'll see how it turns out if that's the case, but I know it'll, bring, it'll build a lot of excitement. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's one thing we can guarantee if that that does happen, right? That there I think that would and it wouldn't just be uh you know, the fans you see, like, screaming Mm -hmm. at the games, right? It would be a lot of people who have been around for a really long time maybe become disenchanted with the, like, what, I don't know if they could have, but anything about Utah State Athletics that, you know, kind of like, uh, I don't know, a throwback and, uh, I don't know, that's that's interesting, though, because, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: like you said, for so long, it's just been, like, people jokingly say, like, bring Gary back. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, okay, you're being ridiculous. And now that that's maybe it's, not as ridiculous.
1: I think it's a possibility. Wow. Well, and people, people will say, oh, Gary's, how good is he really? He had one good year here and then went on and, and failed at other locations. No, he went to a Rose Bowl at Wisconsin, had a couple of really good years left because of disagreements with the athletics director, and then went to the dumpster fire known as Oregon State where he didn't do very well but mm-hmm. not many coaches would at Oregon State right I I personally if it happened I'd be excited cautiously optimistic as you know that could be said about just about anybody the name I that think I think
0: that's a really good word actually for yeah. any phase of Utah State football sure,
1: <laughs> sure. the the two names that, that get me the most interested on that list are are uh, actually coach Anderson from Stanford the defensive coordinator at Stanford he's uh Largely, a lot of people think of him as the as the next head coach of Stanford in waiting. Uh, he's been there for a long time, done a lot of good things with that program. Um, that one would get me fired up. Jay Hill from Weber State would get me really fired up. I Every time I hear interviews with him, I think that that's a guy who could take this program to the next level. Um, he's got many, many connections already here, here in the state. He's coached what was a terrible Weber State team, to now the number two seed in the FCS. I. That's promising to me. I think we, they're number two. Maybe they're number we've, four. We've seen a, a lot. A top four seed.
0: Uh, I mean, even that, right? And yeah. Weber State has, um, I mean, they've, they've shocked us a few times, right? And I grew up thinking Weber State was just this, like, uh, team, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think for a while they a little bit were, right? But with his... How he's changed that, um, you're right. I think that'd be... Also, bear with me for a second while I figure out the words for this, but what Texas Tech is doing for Coach Wells now, right? Giving mm-hmm. him the resources to scout more effectively, even more effectively than he did here, which was really effective, as we saw in this past season, right? mm mm-hmm. um, it feels like, in a way, we might be able to do that for someone who's from a slightly smaller program like Weber State, right? If he comes here, and I'm, I mean, that's a good feeling, right, to know that Utah State could be that step up for someone else. So um, it also gives me a good feeling about maybe his attitude coming into it. Well, and Coach, than and Coach who Hill. Take a pay cut, right? Yeah,
1: he's a very loyal guy who's who's honestly turned down quite a few jobs to stay at Weber State, which is why I don't know if he'd be interested in coming to Utah State, frankly but he has said you know for the right situation i'd be interested and maybe moving half hour up the road to make four times your salary maybe that's the right situation i don't know but i think if utah state could get him they could have him for a while and potentially I mean, who that'd knows be nice.
0: and what when you say a while so the 6 years we have with coach wells that's you mean more than that <laughs> that's more than you can yeah that's yeah. more than
1: you can ask for for most coaches mm-hmm. from a team like utah state you just you have to accept what it is you're not gonna have a stew moral of Utah State football who is getting big offers left and right and, and decides to stay here in all likelihood. It's gonna be really tough. And Aggie fans got spoiled with stew. But that's it's not the reality of college sports mm-hmm. for it's a, a team like Utah State.
0: Um one of my favorite guesses for a head coach is Chucky Keaton. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no way. <laughs> um
0: but on that same note, if there was anyone—I mean, we're not talking possible now. We're talking mm-hmm. like your dreams. Who would you want to bring? I mean, well, maybe anybody. Yeah, anybody. <laughs> if you could, Jaden, who would you uh, want in that position? Mike Leach. We're sorry, I'm from Washington. You gotta State. explain. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> he, I
1: mean, he—he he, or Washington. Well, Washington State. I'm sorry. Apologies to to our Cougars wow, fans. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Washington State. He he. Uh, just because he'd be very fun to interview and and to work with all the time. He's a very eclectic, very interesting guy who's had a lot of success. That's obviously not going to happen. I don't know, maybe uh, Bill Belichick would do in a pinch. (laughs) 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 We could make that work.
0: I think sometimes like this. (laughs) Andy Reid maybe, I don't know these jokes we can you know come up with Chucky Keaton that was actually one of my favorite tweets I've seen about it Um, it was from Ben Fordham I'm sure you follow him he's like a hilarious Aggie fan that um, sometimes takes like a little bit of hiatus from Twitter and then like we'll come back with really funny things he says it's 2018, USU football needs a new head coach I find Chucky at the top of a foreign island staring at the ocean
1: yeah, he tweeted that like five years ago
0: are you serious? yeah Oh my gosh, you're kidding. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Three years ago, yeah. I didn't even see the date there. That's so funny. That's why it came back up, because someone was like, it aged really well. That's interesting. Well, kind of freaks me out now that I say that, because <laughs> that's a little bit eerie that it aged so well. Anyways, Ben, well done. I think it was a good guess, but I don't think that's that's quite possible. No, interesting no, to will, know. It will that not be. Chuck you know, Keaton.
1: I can confirm that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> confirm, you With, heard it with a
1: level of certainty, yeah.
0: Um,. It's interesting, you know, people have talked about this the possibility of this since we had a winning season, right? And mm-hmm. since we saw and it's interesting to see that now that it's real, the future of Aggie football, at least in the next few years, is kind of up in the air, right? And um sure. we have a lot of young players on the team mm-hmm. right now, so it gives me a little I don't know, hope or like security, I don't know the word for it, but knowing that we do have a young team so there will be some familiar faces, right? The
1: cupboards are not bare.
0: Mhm. And not only aren't they not bare but they're also I mean
1: pretty well stocked. That, thank you. <laughs> that is exactly the
0: phrase. Yeah. And it it makes me still excited for USU football. Yeah. Even though there's a lot of unknowns in there.
1: So looking at the immediate future. So John Hartwell said that he'll be um
0: Oh yes, you're
1: going down to that. Salt Lake this afternoon meeting with the consulting firm. I'm sure they'll probably solidify the list of candidates, maybe make some more contacts. In the next few days, they'll be, I'm sure, starting up interviews. He said he's going out to a quote-unquote who's who event of college football in New York City where he'll be talking with athletics directors and and bigwigs from all over college football um, to get a little bit more input, a little bit more feedback, and... um, Maybe narrow that list down a little bit. I don't know. And this Sunday, Utah State is gonna find out about their bowl future. Yeah.
0: So wow. by Sunday afternoon. By it.
1: Sunday afternoon, we know we'll know where Utah State is going to a bowl game. And something interesting that John Hartwell brought up, even though this press conference was about Matt Wells and, and about the coaching search, uh, he made sure to throw in the, the athletics department still has a lot of hope that the Aggies could get invited to the Las Vegas Bowl hmm. and what that would insinuate is of course that first thing first is that Memphis would need to beat UCF this weekend I don't know if it'll happen maybe that's a long shot we'll see if that happens though they they feel like uh, being the second place or, or while not even playing in the conference championship team game they could still be considered that second pick and go las vegas
0: Hmm.
1: we'll see i don't want to speculate too much but john hartwell said that himself um but yeah so we'll know we'll know sunday where the team is going to a bowl game and then um as mentioned coach coach frank miley will be coaching the team in that i don't know Mm -hmm. who's going to be calling offensive plays Uh, i'm sure there's a lot of things that they're figuring out right now as we speak but
0: yeah i i just feel like john hartwell right now is like
1: He's a busy I don't know man. he's
0: going to sleep the next few. Days. He's, a
1: bu- he's a busy man.
0: Um so tell me this, the idea as the athlete if you can I mean if we can imagine what it's like for them right now, they understand right the business that is college sports. Mm-hmm. But what a weird limbo phase to be in where you know you have one game left. It's a big game, right? Regardless right. of where we go, who we play, it's a big game because it's a bowl game. Um, but your coaching staff is up in the air. And, I mean, I th- and this might come back to the fact that during a game, how many players actually have personal contact with head coach, right? You know, like, right. like Um. but just knowing kind of the structure of the coaching and mm-hmm. how much the is that going to affect the way they play? Or the, like you said, I mean, even the idea that, oh, excuse me, Um, we don't know who's, going to be calling offensive plays or things like that right um and and that'll get figured out i'm sure but the attitude of you know uh my coach isn't it's all different right now this coach i have that is the head coach right here is just a stand in for a little while so Um, how much can we expect to maybe see that affect the way they play
1: i I think there's a couple ways they could take it and one is you know we don't need him screw it, we're going to go out, we're going to go win this thing with or without him. Now, obviously, again, play calling is a huge question mark. I don't know if there's a person on the staff that has done much offensive play calling. I know Frank Miley's done a lot of defensive and so they'll probably be fine there, but we'll see how that goes. Or, or you know, you could take a sense of apathy. Ah, oh, he left us this season, turned into a waste. Why are we even here playing in stupid Albuquerque against... North Texas or whoever the heck they <laughs> right. play. I You know, <laughs> uh-huh. I don't know. So, who knows? I mean, I, I guess time will tell, but um, this seems like a pretty resilient group, and I, I don't think it's the kind of group that's just going to fold.
0: Yeah, I mean, and Coach Wells has said that about them too, right? And I think yeah. it's not only something that's been said about them, but we've seen it in several games. Um, as a fan, I, w- you know, I was at, this, at the Boise game on the sideline, and kind of in the back of my mind when I knew. I mean, there were times at the beginning, even when we had scored or done decent things. I s- you and I have talked about this, right? Where it, it still didn't mm-hmm. look like the team we've seen all season. And um, in the back of my mind that whole time, I was kind of like, well, the bowl game. <laughs> you know? And I, and it w- that was what it was for me. Is like, I'll see this team do their best one more time, mm-hmm. even if I don't see them tonight in Boise. And I think... Now knowing this, I don't even know if that's the case. And yes, I've been very dramatic this whole time about you know change and how it's affecting. But um, like I said, there's that emotional struggle that is like, oh, well, what is this going to be like? What is this going to be like? Um, I'm gonna switch gears. Well, switch gears on you real quick here.
1: I want to I want to clear uh, up one more thing that. before uh, we move on to Aggie hoops. I want I want to clear up one one thing that I've seen a few Aggie fans concerned about which they really don't need to be concerned about, is players transferring. People are saying, oh, Jordan Love's going to go with them, and he's going to take Teepa, and it's not going to happen. Because if you leave a program, if you were to transfer right now, if Jordan Love, for example, were to transfer, he would not only have to sit out a year, he would lose a year of eligibility. Meaning that he goes from having two years of college left of, of playing time left to one that goes for any player who has already taken a red shirt year and I don't think you need to be concerned about that
0: and, and as a business a career decision that makes no sense at all right and Let,
1: let's just let's pump the brakes you know maybe there's 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 potentially a one or two underclassmen that could that hasn't used a red shirt that would consider it I don't know we'll see mm-hmm. don't worry about it for any of the stars
0: oh and also before we move on um the one player we do have to worry about losing that will probably, you know, mm. affect us. Dax Raymond has officially let us all know that he is um, graduating early so that he can go into the NFL draft.
1: Happy for Dax. Very happy for him. You know, he was on our show a little while ago before mm-hmm. the season. It's it's good to see him pursue his NFL dreams and love the guy and uh, wish him the best.
0: And I, this is what he has dreamed of. The first oh, yeah. Five minutes of meeting Dax, for me, was actually not even in a football scenario. We happened to serve in the same LDS mission um, in Russia and happened to bring up football within... I, it was probably less than five minutes, Jaden. <laughs> it was so fast that he talked about football, and you could tell it was one of those you know, integral parts of him that I think um, he's smart to... Be giving himself this chance sooner. Well, you
1: mentioned you mentioned the mission. He's
0: mm-hmm.
1: two years older than most juniors in college. He's twenty three years old.
0: Yeah,
1: good for him. To yeah. you know, why would you why would you stick around play another year if you feel like you can get drafted? Go make money. Utah State's got some good uh, some good some good depth at the tight end position. I don't think it's doom and gloom for the Utah State program. As much as we love Dax,
0: yeah, uh, I, that, that uh, I, I'm just me happy for the guy same that's that's a solely personal or mm-hmm. you know that I'm just sad for me because he's mm-hmm. a great guy I like you know seeing him on the sidelines I like seeing him in the plays and everything like that mm-hmm. but like you said it's the timing sure sucks because it's all tied with coach balls came, you know?
1: came, came at a tough time for Aggie fans the but same night
0: congratulations to him excited for him and Will definitely be keeping an eye out for him. Yep
1: come on our come on our program, and then you'll have a chance to go to the NFL. Uh huh. That's yeah. that's how things go. If you want to come on the uh, yeah. sports page, Yeah. So on the show. any of
0: you, <laughs> any of you who are listening, <laughs> good things you know. happen to our
1: alum. <laughs> that's true. Even
0: though he was definitely not the best at question golf, he'll no, you know no,
1: I think he's good so future's nice place. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so let's switch gears a little bit. Talk basketball. Um, good change for Utah fans. Well, a lot of Utah fans. Some of them are, I guess, don't really care for him. But Kyle Korver is. Oh. at the Utah Jazz and um, I know I switched not only sports but not levels but um, Alec Burks was traded for Kyle Korver a lot of people are so stoked to have him back um, I thought he was great when he was with us I don't know how much difference it will make but I think it's more of a a fan move you know it's
1: frankly it's not going to change much at all
0: exactly I think
1: <laughs> if anything I think Utah State got the short end of this or you <laughs> Utah Jazz got the short end of the stick but
0: he was kind of you know in the fizzle out part it seems but I think um, like I said as far as a fan play that was that was smart I mean PR or like as far as getting fans to be really excited about certain things you know they are um, I mean there's a lot of them at least that are especially <laughs> my family Um but I want to talk a little bit more about this. It's just funny because, no, sorry, not about this, about Aggie basketball. In the same regard to, you know, fans being excited about certain things, there's a lot of unknowns. We talked about it when Sam, Merrill, and Quinn Taylor were on the show, right? Um, when you have people, sorry, le- bear with me while I just kind of jump between the Jazz and the Aggies for a little bit because <laughs> I think I see a little bit of parallels as far as, like, fan reaction. There you um There's... Because so I, th- I don't think fans
1: have responded very positively to Kyle Korver's trade. Really? I, I don't think so. Well, tell me <laughs> Not what you From you've what seen. I've seen. Okay, well, that's You're trading good. Two then. Second two round picks. You're trading two second round picks and a younger player like Alec Burks, who a lot of Jazz fans like, mm-hmm. for a 37 year old guy who's going to come in and play 15 minutes a game.
0: Yeah. Well, that's so like interesting. Like Korver. So, I-
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, I love we'll hearing see. that, right? Because. There's two sides of every story. There's the people that are, like, my brother was in tears over this because he's so excited to see Corver back. But I see it the same way, right, where this – he's an older guy. Um, so let's just throw out the parallels. There's other things, you know, familiarity based or er, versus um, new and exciting. And then there's, like, the new and exciting unknown that we had before Utah State basketball season with mm-hmm. the Aggies. And so far, it's so funny that you mentioned that earlier, where on a regular season or any other time, if this wasn't happening with a football coach, that's all we would be talking about right now. It's true. Right?
1: I mean, Utah State's 6-1. and one. Yeah. And this is the first time we're, we're, we're talking about them on the program.
0: And, and a, a little bit, or part of me, like, feels bad, you six know, and like one
1: with some big wins, I mean. Really
0: big and meaningful, <laughs> as far as that... We just
1: two-hour program, I guess. <laughs>
0: well, yeah, stick around. We'll just be wow. here a <laughs> Um... Coach Smith, we know we really like him. I mean, he was on the program with us. That was really fun to have him in studio. Um, how much does it mean, from your perspective, Jaden, for a coach to start out you know, his inaugural season at a program with a record like this? And I know basketball is much different from football, right, where, like, so many more games in a season, this right. is not even into the really meaningful games. But how much does that actually mean to have, you know, six-in-one?
1: Well, well, look. I going mean, into
0: your first season, of I think out.
1: all I think all Aggie fans felt similarly that this team would probably be fun to watch. They'll so probably have some exciting moments, but it's going to be tough to crack the top five, top four in the Mountain West because you lost so much, and you've got new coaching staff, and you had a short recruiting period. Well, when the to me the thing that stood out the most when we had Quinn and Salmon in here in studio talking talking about the season before the season started, they said. Why are people writing us off? This is stupid. We bring back four starters. We sure we lose our star, and we and we bring in a new coach, but he's a good coach. So it's stupid that you would write us off when we made upgrades at the coaching position. And and, and, you know, I kind of at the moment I was like, yeah, yeah, you know that sounds good and everything, but we'll see. Steve looks way better than last year. Are you kidding me? They're six and one. They beat St. Mary's, blew them out of the water. St. Mary's doesn't lose basketball games very often,
0: and not they just don't lose basketball games very often. Smaller teams like us—that was a shocking one for me.
1: Yeah, Um, and Northern Iowa. That's another good team. Mm -hmm. Beat them by nineteen. Arizona State. That was a tough one. They lost, but it was by five. And that was after after Dort went off for a crazy performance. And Utah State. I really felt was right there the whole game, blowing out Utah Valley, blowing out obviously the first three teams on your schedule it's it's promising
0: <laughs> and it's it's exciting to know that you know there can be this big change right and success can follow that it doesn't have to mm-hmm. be and I think you and I a little bit when we had them on on the show we're kind of in that same mindset and I, I shouldn't speak for you but we were in that mindset of like well I mean it's it's a rebuilding year. No, that's, you know? that's what I
1: thought for sure. I thought if they could com- if they could accomplish sixth in the Mountain West, that would be, oh, that would be a really good season.
0: And right, like you know, kind of on track. Right? And look,
1: but we're still, yeah, you know, we'll see. I mean, Mountain West play is still State a ways play. away, uh-huh. and, and who knows? But the conference looks down, and Utah State looks up. So
0: yeah, and as far as exceeding expectations, they have the new faces that have. Made their name already, which is so fun because that's what I think. That's one thing that Utah State fans love is when they can have someone come in that they're, you know, like that they have their own persona and their own name for them, where we can claim oh, my, them oh, as my, ours. You my know? favorite
1: thing during games is to watch Twitter and watch all the love for Nemeskada.
0: Oh yeah,
1: <laughs> what a stud he is, and like he's already a fan favorite. Aggies love Aggie fan loves him.
0: Yeah, Aggie,
1: and who could blame him? He's a stud.
0: Totally, and so, oh yeah, seriously, I can't tell you how many times we've had highlights on our our Aggie TV news where, I mean, sorry to him, I know he's probably listening somewhere, but sorry to him, we always butcher his name, but we're always trying to say it because he's always in the highlights. <laughs> he is so good, and it's fun, like I said, for Aggie fans to have someone that they can claim as their own, mm-hmm. rally behind, be really excited about, and kind of just geek over because of how good they are well
1: and then sam merrill entered full-on takeover mode the last few games especially northern iowa he just i mean just took it over he's taking his game to a next level and 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 a lot of people said oh he's a good player but he's a good second option behind kobe and now kobe's gone we'll see i don't know if he can Mm -hmm. step up and be the star well (laughs) got news for you
0: yeah, couldn't have said it better myself, for sure. I, I think that's exactly what I've seen from Sam Merrill, where, you know, almost unassuming, but played well, right, when he first mm-hmm. came in. And now he's really just kind of filled the shoes of a leader really fully. And this team's a fun one. I'm really excited about Ivy basketball Well, And looking and
1: forward, they've got UC Irvine tomorrow, which yeah. UC Irvine's typically really tough, and you're going to play them on the road. And then BYU mm-hmm. next Wednesday and, you know, I know that things haven't gone well for the Aggies against the Cougars in recent basketball matchups. This feels like uh, this feels like the tides could be turning. BYU's not as good this year as they have been. And, uh, Two different
0: teams, right? The
1: Aggies, it's, if you can make it down to Provo for that one, that could be a fun one to be at.
0: You know, <laughs> me and my husband will be there anniversary of our very first date. <laughs> um, and
1: Indy will be there dressed in Utah State gear.
0: Uh, BYU won last year.
1: Oh, for basketball. So I basketball, see. Okay, so yeah, so, you, so, we so we do, do the
0: sport, whatever sport one. So right, well, sadly, you will have to me. wear <laughs> a BYU shirt. You know there will be no pictures taken because I can't wear <laughs> that. Um, thank you for tuning into the sports page out loud today. Sorry about the doom and gloom, but there is hope on the horizon. And good things coming for Utah State. And well, in, in a
1: week from now, in next week's show, we're going to know the bowl location. Mm-hmm. There's a chance we could know the head coach or at least have a somewhat of an indication of two or three candidates. Because John Hartwell said he expects 10 to 14 days,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. and, and I'm, basketball will have a win over BYU.
0: So which I will be more than happy <laughs> to talk about. And I'm predicting. Let, let's mention them for a little bit. There's going to be some um, good from the women's basketball team to talk mm, about. I hope so. Yeah, we all really hope so. It's. Well, I mean, it's I a good so. team as far as a good group of um, girls. We just want to see the goodness show up on the court jaden is yes, groaning please. over here i
1: don't know if i sure something. i sure hope they do
0: <laughs> we all hope they do um thanks for tuning in aggie fans this has been the sports page out jaden thanks for being here of course um this is aggie radio 92.3 fm KBLULP, logan utah